the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, stay tuned for the conclusion of last week's message. Thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed. This word dismayed gives the idea of being overwhelmed. Do not be afraid and don't be overwhelmed because of this great multitude of trouble that you're facing, this great multitude of bills that are in front of you, this great multitude of sickness or disease, this great multitude of pain or depression, this great multitude of things you cannot control, this great multitude, Judah, of the Ammonites and the, and the Moabites and those others that have joined with them. Don't be afraid. Don't be overwhelmed because they're coming. For the battle is not yours, but God's. I love that. that. That's shouting stuff right there. If anybody was in the midst of a battle, if anybody came in facing some opposition, that should have been an encouragement to you. That this battle, the text says the battle, but can we make it this? So that we can be specific to your situation. This battle is not yours, but God's. This thing that you're facing, this trouble in your life, this dispute, this argument, this financial thing, this job issue, this person, this battle, it's not your. It belongs to God. Pastor, why does it belong to God? It belongs to God because they prayed and gave it to him. See, sometimes we pray and then we don't give it to him. We just talk to him about it, but we go back and carry it. See, when, you, when you're still carrying it, then that battle is yours. But when you prayed and given it to God, that battle ain't yours no more. This battle is not to destroy you. This battle is to validate I'm going to take care of you. This battle is not to wipe your faith out. This battle is to strengthen your faith. This battle is not yours, but God. I like what he does here because he helps them to understand that what they're facing because of their prayer, because of their position that they take and because they have fasted God in essence, if I can say it this way, he says to them, I got it from here. So, so if, and I say it this way, if, if you're going to pray, then don't worry. And if you're going to make up your mind to worry, then don't bother to pray. Because if you give it to God, you ought to leave it in his hands. And if it's in his hands, I think, I, I, somebody might help me here, but I think he's big enough. 
I, I think he's wide enough. I think he's high enough. I think he's deep enough. I think he's powerful enough to handle whatever it is that you put in his hands. Otherwise, why did you bring it to him in the first place? This battle's not yours. It's, it's God's. He moves from the prophetic response to prayer, and all of this actually ends up in the process of it. He says to them in his response, uh, we see, secondly, the positioning of yourselves to see. That picks up in verse number 16. Verse 16 says to them, tomorrow go down against them, and they will surely come up by the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeriel. Now watch this. If you're going to see what God wants you to see, you have got to get in position. I remember when I was very, very young, and this is, is really a faint memory in my mind, my parents took us somewhere down D.C., and they went to go see James Brown. And I was just a child, and I, I probably didn't know a whole lot about James Brown, but I knew we had gone to see James Brown. Now, my father wasn't real tall, and I was even smaller. And so but what my father did was so that I could get a glimpse of James Brown, help me, Lord, he picked me up and put me in position on his shoulders so that I could get a glimpse of James Brown. I'm trying to help us here. What I'm trying to help you to understand is if you're going to see what God wants you to see, you've got to get in position. Watch this. Now, then there's some, some very strong instruction in the text that I want to pull out for you because there's some things that are significant if we're going to benefit from what the, the prophetic answer is to our problem. The first thing is that in verse number 16, he says, tomorrow. Y'all have that in your text? What that helps me to understand that there is a time constraint to what God is getting ready to do and you need to be on time. Can y'all help me preach this and say to your neighbor, be on time. Now, now, if your if your if your husband, your wife is the reason why you was late this morning, uh, say it with a little bit less attitude. But if it's somebody you don't know, give them some attitude and tell them, be on time. We we need to be on time because what God is going to do, uh, Judah, what he's what he's planning on doing is going to happen tomorrow, and you need to be on time. Don't 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 respond to God and say, "Well, God, I got something to do tomorrow." That, that's not good for me. That, well, I, can, I, can I show up Thursday? No, you need to be there tomorrow. That's what the text says. Tomorrow, uh, watch this, because the issue is obedience. See, here's the problem with most of us, and this is why we don't get to see what God is doing because we're not obedient. God says be there tomorrow. We show up on Wednesday, but three days before that, he already done done what he was going to do, and we missed it and didn't see it. He, he says tomorrow, go down to them, and they will surely come up. God knows where they're going to come up. He says they're going to come up by the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness. Go down, watch this, tomorrow. And when you go down, I need you to get 
in the right place. I need you to obey what I'm saying because not only is the time important, but the location is important. You need to be down by the brook of, of the wilderness of Jariel because that's where they're coming up and that's where I'm going to do my thing. But if you're not in place on time, you won't see what I'm getting ready to do. Y'all still here? And so what he wants them to do is get in position so they can see. And so he gives them the time, he gives them the location, and then as I'm keep reading through the text, he says in verse number 17, you will not need to fight in this battle. He already told them at the end of verse 15 that this battle is not yours, but God's. But I believe, if I could just talk uh, for God for a moment, that the Lord knew that there were some people who were battle ready. Can I just talk to Kettering folk? We've got some people that showed up at the 9 o'clock service and they were battle ready. And so what the Lord, he already told you this battle ain't yours, is his. And now he needs to remind you that in this battle, you won't have to fight. And since some folk never listen to the pastor, can you tell them for me, you don't have to fight. That's what he says. You will not need to fight in this battle. You don't have to put up your dukes. You, you don't have to pull off your earrings and kick off your pumps for this one. No, uh, it, it, it's going to be all right. You, you, you okay on this one. You're, you're, no rolling up the sleeve. No, 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 no shadow boxing. Uh, you, all you need to do is do what I told you because this one ain't yours. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what, I, what I want you to do is uh, uh, position yourselves and stand still. I need you to get in position. And, and, and what I want you to do when you get in position, I don't want you to fake like you're getting ready to fight. I don't need you to roll your eyes. I don't need you to roll your head around. I don't need you to do none of that. All I want you to do is stand still. Uh, that's what I need you to do. I need you to get in position. I need you to be there on time. I need you to be in the right place. And I want you to stand still. And see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. I want you to see the delivering power of God who is with you. I, I, I want you to see that. I want you to position yourself. Go where I'm sending you. Go when I'm sending you. Stand still. Open your eyes and see the salvation of the Lord. Now let me help somebody right here. You can't see if your eyes are closed. You can't see if you've been crying all night and your eyes are swollen and tears are filling up your eyes. No, wipe your tears, lift your head up, go to where he said to go, be there when he said to be there and stand still. Get in position. See, some of us just need to be in position for the victory. You're in the wrong position. You're in, you in the position for fighting and he said get in position for victory. To continue our journey, tune in next week for the second half of today's message. I know the situation seems overwhelming. I know it feels like that your destiny is going to be wiped out. But he says, don't worry about any of that. Stand still. I'm with you. I got your back. I'm, I'm holding you up because as a matter of fact, the fight ain't even yours. I just want you. I want you to see me do what I do. I want you to see the holy shuffle. 
I want you to see the godly divine three piece. I want you to see me go to the body and then to the head. But I don't want you to do nothing but sit, sit there and watch what I do. I want you to see how I chop your enemy down. I want you to see how I get, you just get in position and see the salvation of the Lord. Watch the delivering power of God. She's telling them, just, just get in position, stand still. Because the Lord Almighty, the God of creation, the God who sits high, looks low, the one who holds everything in his hand, the one is, who's the creator of the ends of the earth, the one who no, nobody can stand against, that God, that, that almighty, omniscient, omnipresent, um, um, uh, um, 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 what, is it, what else? That's, all, the one who is all in all. That God is the God who is with you. So don't be afraid and don't put up your dukes. Stand there. You know, God is always interested in having us stand. He said nothing about fighting. He said, look, even in Ephesians chapter 6, he says, put on the whole armor of God. Not so that you'll be ready to fight, but that you might be able to stand. He's going to do the fighting. He just wants you to be in position to see him do what he does. So he says to him, okay, um, I'm I'm, I'm with you. And the Lord, the almighty God is with you, uh, Judah. The Lord is with you, Ketterim. The Lord is with you, my brother. The Lord is with you, my sister. And he will fight this fight for you. Then we move to the last movement here, the text, um, after seeing the, hearing the prophetic response to prayer and the positioning of yourselves to see, finally, there's what I call the pre-expectant worship and praise. Listen to what happens after the word of God comes forward and God gives all this affirmation and confirmation and validation about the destiny of the children of Judah. Uh, verse number 18 says, and Jehoshaphat, the king, bowed his head with his face to the ground and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord and worshiped the Lord. They all bowed down and they were worshiping the Lord. They all bowed down and they began to ascribe to God his worth. Watch this. Uh, the, the message came, get in position, get in position tomorrow and tomorrow be down by the brook and I'm going to allow you to see the salvation of the Lord. And at the very word, they began to bow down and they began to ascribe worship to God. Now watch this. The, the, watch this. Worship, so we, could, we, we, we blend all these things together, but worship is when you ascribe to God what he's worth. Watch this. And, and so what they began to do when they bowed their head, they humbled themselves before him. Watch this. Because he is higher than you are. That's why we need to bow. And our bowing indicates our submission to him. That's, that's how much he's worth. And then we began to ascribe to him what he's worth to us. Now, for some of us, all he's worth is a hand clap. So that's all he's going to get from you. And for others of you, all he's worth is a crossing of the arms and a blinking of the eye. That might be all he's worth to you. But for Israel, for Judah, when they heard that God is going to fight this battle that they were getting ready to face uh, of all the armies that were coming against them that were overwhelming, that they had no power against and that God was going to take care of all the issues that were in their life. All they needed to do was get in position and watch. They began to ascribe, God, you are worth everything. 
They begin to ascribe, God, you are holy. God, you are a righteous. God, holy, holy, holy is the God almighty. And then the Bible says, when they begin to bow, they humble themselves, and they begin to worship the Lord. Watch this. Then the, the, the Levites and the, and the Kohathites and the, the, the Korites, that's the band and the choir. Watch this. Worship broke out in the band. I love this because see Israel the nation was set up in such a way that the the choir and the band were part of the warfare <laughs> yeah Lord because before they went to battle watch this God had the, the choir and God had the band members uh, going in front of them so that they can worship the God that was leading them see really what was happening was God was leading the band and the choir was following and they were worshiping God then the warriors came behind that so by the time the warriors got there, the, the God had already taken care of the problem. The, 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 the praise team and the, the band had already celebrated it. By the time the warriors got there, all they needed to do is stand and watch what God had done. Whew, Jesus. But watch this. I need to point something out to you. All this happens before God did anything. That's why I call it the pre-expectant praise and worship. Because they begin to worship in expectation of what God was going to do. You're looking at enormous debt and you're wondering how he going to work it out. You're looking at a bad marriage and you're wondering how he going to work it out. You're looking at layoffs on your job and you're wondering how he's going to work it out. You're looking at cancer and you're wondering how he's going to work it out. God said just get in position. <laughs> yeah. And you just begin to give me praise and worship right now. Because this battle this battle this battle ain't yours. I'm going to handle it. So if you believe I can do it, you can start praising him in advance. You can start worshiping him in advance. If you know like I know, my destiny is secure. I don't care about this problem. Jesus secured my destiny. I know where I'm going, and that's already secure. So I'm on my way to glory. Maybe I got to go through some trouble to get there, but I know it's already secure. So I begin to praise him in advance and to worship him in advance. And I begin to glorify him in advance. Before he does anything, I believe what he said. So if he said, I'm going to fix it, If he said, I'm going to work it out. If he said, it's already done. I'm going to praise him right now. I wish I had a few folk that had some problems in their life. I wish I had a few people who knew what God can do. I wish I had a few people who had their back up against the wall and they needed God to do something. I stopped by on my way to glory to let you know you can praise him now because it's already done. Glory! Oh, Jesus! Hallelujah, Jesus! Bless your name, Jesus! Thank you, Lord! Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
oh yeah oh yeah it's already done it's already done I'm praising him in advance I'm giving him glory in advance I'm healed already it's done already hallelujah bless your name I know it doesn't look like it but if God said it I believe it and that settles it glory hallelujah hallelujah This battle, this, this, this battle, this thing, this ain't yours. It's the Lord's. <laughs> it's the Lord's. And he's with you. Yeah, glory. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, and if you know you're on your way to heaven, this is just part of the journey. Hey, Lord. But I know that 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 this too will pass. This too will pass. Weeping might endure for the night but joy but joy but joy is coming in the morning I'm just passing through trouble I gotta get to glory but I'm gonna pass through trouble to get the glory and so I can I can worship through the trouble because I know I'm going to glory y'all catching it here so the Lord validates our destiny while we're going through our trouble watch this because if it's him who saved you it's him who gonna bring you through and if he can take and save me out of my wicked destitute situation and take my flesh and make it brand new and reconcile me to God if he can do all that you think he can't put money in my pocket? You think he can't heal my body? You think he can't mend a marriage? You think he can't raise up my friend, my family member from a sick bed? There's nothing too hard for my God. And so I give him glory in the morning. I give him glory at noon. I give him glory in the midnight hour. I'll give him glory when he needs it. I'll give him glory when I don't feel like it. Because I know, I know that I'm on my way. And he's with me all the way to the end. Praise his name. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for your encouragement to us. Thank you for validating for us our destiny is still intact. 
Father, maybe there's someone here under the sound of my voice doesn't know you as Lord and Savior of their life. I pray you draw them today. Someone, God, who's going through trials, troubles, tribulations, stress, pressure. Draw them, God, that they too might give it into your hands today. That you will fight for them. Father, I'm praying that there's any that's drifting in their fellowship that you would reconcile that today. Father, I'm praying that we would have a heart to trust you. Even as Judah trusted you for the trouble they were facing. And I know you're the kind of God that loves us so much. You'll come to our rescue. You're waiting even now for those who will decide to trust you. So draw them, God, according to your will. In the name of Jesus, I pray and I bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together and we invite you to join us for one of our spirit-filled worship services Sundays at 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. at our new edifice called the Legacy Center located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence.